And this is how the most challenging moments of our lives can become opportunities to deepen our self-understanding and our connections with other people. So by being open and engaging in this type of reflecting and being willing to face the memories that arise, we gain invaluable insights into our behavior. Hello beautiful one and welcome back to another soulful and amazing episode on the Good Life Podcast, the platform to help you open your mind and live a life of meaning and purpose. I am truly so glad to be back after taking a short break. You know, if this is your first time to this channel, a warm welcome to you. And if you have been tuning in for a while now, thank you so much for being here with us on the Good Life Podcast, journeying with us on this beautiful spiritual journey. You know, it is always so amazing seeing you re-listen to the earlier episodes and sharing with us, you know, your insights and your reflections. And I truly believe that we love and grow as we allow ourselves to reflect and ponder upon the things that we learn. You know, it is also so wonderful seeing this platform grow so much, you know, with listeners all over the world with all one thing in common, which is the desire to connect, to learn, to heal and to find that meaning, you know, and purpose in life. So thank you so much once again to each and every one of you for tuning in, for spending your beautiful time with us on the Good Life Podcast. So without further ado, let's deep dive into today's episode, which I know you're super excited to hear about. And today I'm going to be talking about the five ways to know you and be who you are. Right. So, you know, in a world where there is a whole lot of pressure, right, and expectations from the outside world telling us what to be and do, you know, from what school we should be in, the course we should be taking, you know, the person we should be dating and marrying, you know, how our bodies should look, the skin color that we should be having, right, the types of food and diet we should be on, you know, the kind of jobs that we should be in, the kind of homes that we should live in you know, when we should have kids, how many kids we should be having, and even on how we should be feeling, right, when we're going through a loss or crisis. You know, it is so super insane how much pressure is being put on each and every one of us in order to be aligned to the norm, right, in order to be seen as socially acceptable, so, you know, have you experienced you know, situations where you either got so angry or confused at yourself or the world for not having things go as planned, right? And, you know, how many times have you experienced the thought of, oh no, you know, I am so confused in life. You know, I really do not know what I'm doing anymore. I don't know where my life is headed and I don't know me anymore. I don't recognize me anymore, Right? You know, just dealing with that thought, that self-defeating thought of not knowing you, of not knowing your life anymore, it can literally crush you, right? It can make you feel like your whole world is falling apart. And the reason you feel that way is because the things around you just don't make sense to you anymore, 
right? And so when we are living in a society that is constantly developing and changing, it is really important for us to deeply know ourselves, right? The kind of boundaries that we have, that we have set, the standards that we have set, you know, for our relationships as well, so that it prevents us from being pushed around by the outside world and down that slippery slope of pain and confusion. So, you know, finding yourself, it may sound like an inherently self-centered goal, right? Many people feel that when it comes to self-love, self-care, it is such a selfish thing to do. But it is actually an unselfish process that is at the root of everything we do in life, right? Think about this, you know, in order to be the most valuable person to the world around us, you know, it could be the best partner, best sibling, best friend, we have to first know who we are, right? What we value and what we have to offer in that relationship. If we don't know who we are, what we stand for, it's very easy for us to mold into whatever that person's wants and desires. It's easy to just be this puppet that, you know, people can just use and toss around and dispose, right? You know, in any one healthy relationship that you see out there, it entails two unique individuals coming together in this union while still preserving their sense of self, right? That sense of self needs to be present in order to add that variety, in order to add that uniqueness, in order to you know, sustain a long-lasting, healthy relationship, right? Without that, it's easy for the relationship to crumble. It's easy for the relationship to be lopsided. It's easy for the relationship to be one that is filled with control and manipulation. So, you know, this personal journey of self-discovery is one every individual will benefit from taking, right? It is a process that involves breaking down, you know, unpacking and shedding layers that do not serve us in our lives and don't reflect who we really are, right? It is also one that involves a tremendous act of building up, right? Recognizing who we want to be and passionately going about fulfilling our unique destiny, whatever that may be. You know, it is also a matter of recognizing our personal power, yet being open and vulnerable to our experiences. It isn't something to fear or avoid, you know, when we go into judging and shaming ourselves along the way, you know, something that happens a whole lot, but rather something to seek out with the curiosity and compassion we will have towards, you know, a fascinating new friend. And with that, I hope that these tips that I'll be sharing with you will help you in your journey of knowing you better. So tip number one, it's all about choosing your mentor or coach. You know, sometimes all we need is to have someone guide us and see us from a different perspective. So let me give you an analogy, right? Imagine that you are navigating through a maze right now and you are given exactly two hours to get out of that maze alive. And, you know, in that maze, there are traps which can either slow you down or even kill you. And the thing is that you will only be able to see those traps 
when you go to these areas where those traps have been placed. Now, you know, it is actually a huge risk that you'll be taking, you know, trying your luck and placing your rate of success based on your luck, right? Now, what if I told you that you had the option of getting someone to help you out? And this is where you will be given a year piece where as you navigate through the maze, there will be a person who will be prompting you on where exactly to go and what areas to avoid. And, you know, this person has this information that you don't have because they have full access to the map of the maze, right? So they know the fastest route out of the maze alive. So bringing this analogy back to real life experience, having a coach, having a mentor, it works pretty much the same way. Number one, they have the life and professional experience to impart you, to help you. And number two, because they are not emotionally enmeshed in your life, they are able to take that step back. And share with you, you know, the bird's eye view of what's going on in your life right now. And that is really, really important information, you know, for you to have in order for you to decide for yourself on what you want changing in your life, right? Without that piece of information, it would be really hard to see where's the problem and how do you actually go about navigating through that problem. So, you know, when you keep moving in life without hearing out an opinion on what you've been doing so far, you tend to miss out, you know, on those blind spots that typically hold you back right? You tend to make the same old mistakes that cost you a great ton of money, time, and your precious energy. So choosing the right people to mentor or coach you, you know, depending on the areas you want to see growth and improvement on, can truly drastically change your life for the better. Are you feeling low and down of late? Have you tried thinking positive but nothing seems to fight off those negative thoughts that keep swirling inside your mind? Does the pain of your past keep haunting you today, taking away every single opportunity to feel and to be more in your present? If you'd like to heal the wounds holding you back, if you'd like to live a life of freedom and bliss, Drop us your interest at info at thegoodlifepodcast.live. That's L-I-V-E. For more details on how we can help you live the life of your dreams. Going on to tip number two. Be okay with solitude, right? You cannot and will not be able to know yourself until you take the time to be still. So many people don't know themselves because any sort of silence, it scares them, right? Discomfort is often filled up with things and distractions to the point that any form of discomfort that comes becomes totally shunned upon. But it isn't until you get alone, you know, when you reflect upon your own life and when you are completely truthful with yourself that you will actually be able to see every facet of your life, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And it is only until you allow yourself to learn to accept and embrace yourself in your current element that you start discovering your true self. So I'm going to pose a challenge to you today. You know, the next time that, you know, the uncomfortable feeling comes up, Instead of quickly, you know, reaching out to your go-tos to relieve that discomfort, 
I would like you to resist that temptation, right? I would like to invite you to just pause for a moment, right? Pause to hear the voices in your mind right now. Hear what they are talking about. You know, really hear the message that they're trying to communicate to you. And, you know, you could write them down somewhere, right? Note it down. And then choose a time to process that thought further, you know, with your coach, your therapist, or a friend. The first step towards, you know, any form of deeper change is being aware of what's currently going on within, right? And then taking that next step in processing that chaos, that conflict that is happening in your mind right now, right? In order for you to, you know, get unstuck in that tangled ball of web, you need to make sure that, you know, where you are in your stuckness right now and then take the time to be able to navigate through this darkness, right? Don't, don't rush it, right? You know, if, for example, if you have your hair that it's like totally tangled up, the last thing that you want to do to a hair that it's like totally tangled up is to quickly try to actually, you know, pull the hair apart to untangle it. Because if you panic and you try to rush through that process of untangling it, you know, what it creates is just more knots. And having more knots is not going to make your untangling process, you know, stress-free and faster. So it's the same that applies with life as well. You know, when we go through challenges, conflicts, and discomfort, the way to be able to move through it is not to rush through it right? As much as we want the pain to go away immediately, we need to allow ourselves to slow down, to pause and to observe what is really going on right now that needs attending. So allow yourself the gift of silence, the gift of solitude. See what comes up, don't judge it, and let yourself move through the process of processing. Going into tip number three, making sense of your past. A lot of times, people tend to bury the past, especially when it comes to painful past experiences. And it makes sense on why many choose to do so, because it is simply too painful to recollect and relive. But in order to uncover who we are and why we act the way we do, we have to know our own story. You know, building the courage and being willing to explore our past is an important stepping stone on the road to understanding ourselves and becoming who we want to be. You know, the thought, feeling and behavioral patterns we see in ourselves today, it came from what we went through in the past and how we make sense of it. You know, it isn't just the things that happen to us that define who we become, but how we have made sense of what happened to us. It's the interpretation of those experiences that have shaped our core beliefs about ourselves and the world that we live in. You know, unresolved traumas from our history inform the ways we act today. So, you know, if you experience, for example, parental neglect as a kid or being publicly humiliated by a teacher in front of your classmates or, you know, any form of painful experiences that could have shocked your system and last a long-lasting negative memory till today, 
This is what we call the unfinished business of the past. And any form of unfinished business, it will find ways and means to haunt you again and again until it gets its closure. So, you know, when we try to cover up or hide from our past experiences, we can feel lost. And like, you know, we don't really know ourselves anymore. And we might find ourselves taking actions automatically without asking why. And this is where, you know, we go onto that autopilot mode. So, you know, give an example of, you know, you reflecting on your past and using that past memory to understand you better. For instance, if a mother finds herself losing her temper with her son, you know, she found herself really disappointed with her son for lying to her. And when she took that incident with her son and reflected upon her past, where she, you know, felt a similar feeling of being disappointed, she realized that her emotional outburst had more to do with the feelings she had as a child toward her own parents rather than toward her own son. You know, she realized that deep disappointment she feels today toward her son got amplified from a childhood wound that formed when her parents kept breaking their promises to her time and time again. And so, because that childhood wound, it wasn't attended to, when something familiar or similar happens in the present moment that reenacts a disappointing scene, it will trigger that wound again, you know, causing her to relive that childhood memory of disappointment by acting out and projecting all of that emotional tension outwards, which is something that can cause great psychological hurt to other people. So this process of pausing to observe the trigger and making use of that reflections that arose from that conflict, it can allow the person to arrive at more clarifying insight into their own childhood experiences. And this is how the most challenging moments of our lives can become opportunities to deepen our self-understanding and our connections with other people. So by being open and engaging in this type of reflecting and being willing to face the memories that arise, we gain invaluable insights into our behavior. And we can then start to consciously separate from the more harmful influences from our past and actively change our behavior to reflect how we really think and feel and how we choose to be in the world. Tip number four, it's on the idea of differentiation. So differentiation is essentially a process of striving to develop a sense of independent self. In order to find ourselves, we need to differentiate from the dysfunctional, interpersonal, familial, and societal influences that don't serve us, right? So this is where the awareness and breaking free from those self-defeating thought patterns come in. This is where the separation of oneself from the negative inherited personality traits of your parents come in. This is where letting go of those psychological defenses that hinder you from becoming the person that you want to be comes in. And this is also where developing of your own values, beliefs and ideals that align to you comes in. Right. So an important question that I would like you to ask yourself is this. 
Whose life are you really living? Are you really basing a life based on your own personal beliefs, values and desires? Or are you living it off someone else's? So do a stock check on your life decisions thus far, right? So it could be getting to that school, you know, choosing your partner, your job, the home that you live in, everything, right? How were those goals and decisions, you know, formulated and concluded? Were they solely based on what your family or society wanted you to achieve? So, you know, it is important to formulate transcendent goals, those that go beyond ourselves and our immediate family, and to also take those steps towards fulfilling those goals that give you personal meaning to your own life. So moving on to tip number five, and this is the last tip. It's all about practicing compassion and generosity. You know, in the words of Mahatma Gandhi, you know, you find yourself when you lose yourself in the service of others. So generosity can enhance one's sense of purpose and giving, you know, your life more value and meaning, right? Research has also shown that people get more joy from giving than from getting. So when we take on a compassionate attitude towards other people, we essentially start healing those parts within that is in pain, right? Compassion is essentially a deep awareness of the suffering of other people coupled with their desire to alleviate it. So, you know, there was also um, brain scans that were done of people in the act of giving and they have found that generous deeds they activate the same reward centers in the brain that pleasures and gets excited, just like food and sex do, right? When these areas are stimulated, um, you know, the hormones such as dopamine and other feel-good neurotransmitters, they're released. And this results in, you know, that pleasurable feelings that can range from contentment to euphoria, so, you know, giving to others is as important for human flourishing as the other pleasurable things that we find and do in life. You know, this is something that helps to massively light up the part of the brain that makes you happy. So, you know, one of the ways to develop compassion is to get creative about using many of the things you are already doing to benefit others. So, you know, rather than aspiring to volunteer... How about find something that you can do that works for the life you have right now, right? Start with something that's within your grabs and build on it. So those are the five tips that I hope have given you some ideas on your journey of discovering yourself on a deeper level. So just a recap on the five tips. Number one, working with a coach or mentor. Number two, being okay with solitude. Number three, making sense of your past. Number four, developing a differentiated self. And number five, practicing compassion and generosity to others. So in conclusion, you know, in life, we all have three pathways to take the path that conforms to what the world wants you to be, which might run you the risk of the pain you feel for not following your heart. Or, you know, you could take the path in building the courage to remain true to your authentic self, 
which involves its set of sacrifices and risks to be taken by you. Or number three, to just stay undecided and remain wherever you are in life right now, which also run its risk of you living a miserable and empty life. So as you can see, in any one of the pathways taken, there is no way to run away from the risk involved, right? No matter what pathway you end up choosing, it will include its consequences that you would have to live with and it would include some form of risk that you would need to take. So the more you run away from knowing you, you would realize that a type of pathways chosen by you would typically be one where you either end up conforming to what society wants you to be or you just stay in the zone of stuckness, miserable, sad and empty. And no human being has been created to feel contented with feeling miserable, sad and empty. You know, so the moment we feel that sense of offness within, the natural thing to do as human beings is to quickly find ways to comfort ourselves, to soothe ourselves, you know, be it through positive or negative means. And what we want to ensure within our system is having those healthy and positive ways to deal with that misalignment we feel between our inner and outer world. And that starts with you knowing who you are on a deeper level and acting upon that insight and wisdom you've acquired about yourself. So don't let the world tell you who you are. Don't be drowned in a sea of people all doing the same thing, feeding the same thing and thinking the same thing. You know, creativity and innovation, they were not built from people choosing to stay safe and restricted, right? So allow yourself to get out of that box that they have put you in. Go out there into the world, you know, live fully from the inside out and you go show the world who you really are. Live your life based on who you really are because you deserve that for yourself. The experience of self-discovery is undoubtedly a challenging mountain to climb, but let not that challenge hinder you from embarking on that journey. You know, self-realizations can really shift the ground underneath us, but they can also open up a whole new field of vision in doing so. So the sooner you allow yourself to know who you really are and what your priorities are, the clearer you get to see the path that you're heading towards and it gets so much easier to navigate through your successes in life. And you know what? It will save a whole lot of your time and your energy doing things that, you know, don't align to your purpose and goals, right? You end up seeing yourself doing things, finding things, opportunities that are aligned to your higher self, your purpose and your goals. And that concludes today's episode on the Good Life Podcast. I truly, truly do hope that this episode has benefited you and it has allowed you to open up your mind to new possibilities and opportunities out there. If you found this episode useful, feel free to share it with your loved ones as well. We're all about growing this beautiful community. We're all about making wisdom go viral. 
and each one of your effort plays a whole lot. So thank you so much once again for you know putting in your beautiful time and your energy in listening to this episode. I truly do appreciate it, and I can't wait for you to listen to the next episode. In the meantime, be bold, be beautiful, and say the amazing you that you are. Take care, my loved one. Bye.